This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, it's Mariner's Pod. Thanks for being here. Gary Hill with you. I know, I know, Mariner's Pod has been inconsistent, to be generous, so far this season, but good news. Mariner's Pod will be in your feed twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. Moving forward for the rest of the season, that you can count on. Maybe we'll sneak in some extras, depending on what happens. But Mondays and Thursdays, today being Monday, you can count on Mariner's Pod moving forward. So thank you for your patience. Uh, thank you for all your questions and concerns and well wishes along the way. Sorry, I haven't been able to get back to all of you, but it means a lot. And I appreciate uh, so many of you have been, we're over 800 of these uh, through the years. And so many of you have been here for nearly every single one. Some of you, every single one. So your listenership is very much appreciated, especially right now. Uh, so thank you. And I don't ask for this sort of thing very often, but... Uh, your listenership is more valuable than ever, and I really appreciate it. Rate and review, tell people about it, let people know, download, listen, interact. Mariners Pod at Mariners.com. That will be ba- uh, back up and going. You can tweet me as well at Gary Hill Jr. So it will be back twice a week. And I, it's something we've talked about in the past too. Some of the things I enjoy the most, uh, some of the long conversations that I get to have with people around the Mariners and Mariners themselves and players and coaches and that sort of thing. That's my favorite thing to do. I hope you enjoy that because I'll be doing that a lot um, in the podcast moving forward. And today we'll talk a little bit about what's gone on the past week or so, but today, and it's very timely because Taylor Saucedo played a big role in the game yesterday. We're going to have a long conversation with the Mariners reliever, get to know him a little bit. Local guy. And so that's a fun conversation coming up. Timing's good for Mariners Pod today as the Mariners have put together a really good homestand, sweeping aside the Oakland A's in four, taking two of three from Pittsburgh in thrilling fashion. Walk off yesterday as Suarez goes yard. And the guy that we're going to talk to in just a moment for now, Taylor Saucedo, he had a big role in it. He came in in the 10th inning in a sticky situation. Of course, the automatic runner at second. Reynolds gets a hit. Runners at the corners. Ends up being bases loaded. Two outs. 3-2 count. His 3-2 to Hayes. Swing and a miss. He got him. A devastating changeup. And Hayes swings through. And Saucedo hangs a zero on the board here in the 10th inning. A massive punch out for the Mariners lefty. And that's it for the Pirates in the 10th. And that would lead to Geno's heroics winning the game for the Mariners as the M's now take on the New York Yankees. 640 starts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. This is going to be a very fun series. Bryce Miller will go 
in game one tonight. And I don't know about you, but I would certainly, if you're going to the ballpark, uh, make sure you're there on time. If you're listening, if you're watching, just make sure you're settled in for Miller Judge in the first inning because that is going to be phenomenal. Logan Gilbert goes in game two. He's been on a roll. And then game three, the Mariners, uh, in the wrap-up of the homestand, will hand the ball to George Kirby. So fun, fun three games at T-Mobile Park. Then the Mariners will hit the road. We'll talk more about that in the pod coming up on Thursday as the Mariners will head to Texas, which is going to be a huge in-division series. Texas playing great baseball. Then San Diego and Anaheim on the road after that. So a lot coming your way, and a lot coming your way now a little more consistently on the Mariners' pod feed. Saucedo, big role yesterday. He's been dynamite out of the bullpen so far this season for the Mariners. And Shannon Dreyer and I had a long conversation with the Mariners' reliever. First of all, congratulations on what has been a great start here with the Mariners. Thank you. What does it mean to you to not only have this level of success but do it in a Mariners' uniform? Uh, it means a lot. Um, I'm just thankful to have the opportunity and to be able to pitch. And, you know, it's pretty cool to, to do it in a Mariners' uniform. How much of a Mariners fan were you growing up? A uh, big Mariners fan. We used to have uh, season tickets right behind uh, the visitor side dugout. So we went to as many games as we could. And, yeah, I, re- I really loved it. What was kind of the best moment you can remember at, at a game? I don't know. I can't. I don't have any specific moments at a game. Um, but just always going to the games, I, I always loved it and, and cherished it. Unfortunately, it was during the tough times, you know. <laughs> but, uh, I'm always a Mariners fan, always in, always in support. Who were your guys growing up? I loved Felix Hernandez. I loved Mike Cameron. Um, you know, having him here, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, you had John Allerud, all those guys. Like, those were, those were my staples for sure. I got to say, as we're recording this in the Fenway mm-hmm. Park dugout, Mike Cameron is like 10 feet away standing right there. That's yeah. pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I told him in uh, spring training. I actually had a bat of his um, that I always had since I was a kid. I got it for Christmas. It was one of his broken bats. Um, so, and, and I had it, and I brought it to spring training. And, you know, I told him, I was like, you're one of my favorite players. I've had this for so long. So, and he signed it. It was pretty cool. What do you know about him now getting to spend some time around him? Uh, he's just he just brings a great vibe to the to the field and everything and he's just an awesome dude so it's it's really cool to to meet him in person as a Mariners fan I would imagine you really appreciate like in spring training like each row's walking around and there's Alvin Davis like Dan Wilson all these Mariner greats just hanging around yeah it's pretty it's pretty crazy it, it was the first time I saw Idro that was like kind of like that pinch me moment you know I, I didn't know what to do I just saw him like walk down like one of the hallways and I just like saw him and I got so starstruck and I just like I didn't know what to do and I just turned around <laughs> and I was like sitting there I'm like oh my god that was Ichiro <laughs> like, you know so it, it, it's pretty cool did you ever introduce yourself to him have you talked to him not formally yet okay. no I'm just I'm, I'm still too shy I guess you know <laughs> but uh yeah I, I will at some point you guys have the opportunity to shag in the outfield I suggest you can maybe kind of just start inching yeah, over there yeah, during I'll start batting making practice. my way for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's great well, we are at Fenway Park as we mentioned now you didn't make your major league debut here but you were called up with the Blue Jays here at Fenway Park so in a major league uniform for the first time what do you remember about being called up and being in this ballpark the first time 
Uh, I mean, it was pretty special, you know, you know, being in Fenway, you know, you know how, uh, how historic it is and, and just being here, you're like, wow, like I'm in the big leagues and I'm in Fenway and it, it was, it was a different feeling, you know, and then you go to, uh, Buffalo, but it, it was really cool to, to see it and, and be a part of it and being a big league game in Fenway. Yeah. And how many guys can say they made their major league debut in Buffalo, but but you can. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I have that going through specials. You know? What do you remember about that? Well, it was it it was a home game for us, but it felt like an away game because we were playing the Yankees and we were in New York and uh, it was a sold out. And I'm like, well, this is weird. You know, I'm in a big league game, but in a minor league stadium. But it was it was good. Uh, I got to face Brett Gardner for the first time, you know, for my first at bat. And that was pretty crazy. You know, I grew up watching him and. Now I'm like, oh, man, I have to go get him out. Like, it was, it was pretty crazy, but it, it was a great day. It was a close situation, too, wasn't it? Uh, it came in in, like, the sixth, maybe, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was 3-3 three to three and, you know, got a hold, so it was pretty cool. How did that inning end? I uh, got a strikeout, and then I got taken out. So You're not saying who that strikeout was against. It was against uh, <laughs> Miguel and Duhar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you were picked up by the Mariners in the offseason, what were kind of your initial thoughts being a mariner oh it 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 was like again like one of those pinch me moments you know like it was pretty cool like i didn't really think coming into the off season uh when i got dfa'd Mm -hmm. uh i thought i was pretty lucky to get picked up by the mets at the time Mm -hmm. um and then once they signed everybody and i kind of knew where where that was leading and i knew that i was probably going to get dfa'd as well and i thought i was going to clear and i actually looked up when I got DFA'd I actually looked at the Mariners roster just to see if they had any lefties or if they needed any lefties and at the time I I looked at the guys and I was like oh you know it seems like they're pretty set and so I kind of just was like all right that's just a dream you know and then a few days later I get the call and I was like oh my gosh you know this is this is happening this is real and and it, it was crazy, you know, and I went into my parents and I was like, I got some news for you guys. And, <laughs> you know, and, and then, you know, they, they just lost it, too. And I, my stepdad was in a meeting at that time. And, you know, he's like, I got to go. You know, and my son just got picked up by the Mariners. So it was, it was great. What was kind of the difference of looking at them as a fan versus looking at them as a professional? You're in the game. And what did you kind of think of the Mariners organization as a possible home? for you as a pitcher I saw how fun that they had last year you know I think everybody did around the league and you saw how quickly they how quickly they started picking things up and winning and you know once I got here into this organization I could see why you know and they just wanted to to bring out the best in you and they just wanted me to be me and you know and that that was really comforting like right out the gate and you know and and like walking through those hallways and seeing like all the Mariners legends and seeing you know, I'm like, man, this is like, I'm in a Mariners locker room now. Like, you grew up a fan. Like, that's kind of, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. And, you know, it, it was really special to me just to just to put on that uniform and to see my last name on there. It, it was great. And, you know, just being a part of these guys is special, too. The bullpen has been such a backbone for this team the last few years. And we've seen it with guys in your situation, from Paul Seawall to this year to you and Topa and Gott and Spire and go down the list. As a pitcher, how different are you now as opposed to just a year ago or a couple of years ago, do you think? Um, I think the difference here is just being comfortable. 
they just they just tell you to just like I said earlier they try to just tell you to be yourself mm. and you know you can feel when you go out there that that the guys trust you and you know and and that you have all the support in the world and I think that is just the difference here is that I feel comfortable I get along with everybody and you know I know that they trust me when they put me out there and you know they're they're getting the best version of me Give us a self-scout. I mean, obviously we see you, but you get the call, you get up, you get into a game. What what are you looking? What is your aim, regardless of who you're facing, and what are we going to see? I'm just I'm just trying to throw the ball in the zone. That's it. Just throw strikes. Let them get themselves out, and that's it. You know, like the manager said when I had my meetings with them, that you have all the stuff to to have success here in the big leagues, and just throw it in the zone. That was the the biggest key for them with me was that. You know, you, your stuff is good. You just got to throw it in the zone. and You just got to throw more strikes. And so I just said, all right. And I just focus on that. And, you know, and it's worked so far. So it's been good. You're facing the best hitters in the world. Did it take some time to get to that mindset, to trust your stuff? For sure. I think, you know, when you've been DFA'd a couple times now and, and you've been sent down, you kind of just are like, all right, well, you know, you have that in the back of your mind. And, you know, you just go out there and you try to uh, eat up every moment that you have. And that's all I'm trying to do is just take one day at a time. And, you know, and I'm just cherishing each moment. And, you know, I don't have any fears. You know, I've already I've already gone through the worst <laughs> of it, you know. So, you know, now I'm just trying to enjoy it for however long I can. You have your coaches and you have the manager and you have the staff and you have the player plans and everything. And they're saying to throw strikes. How much do your teammates kind of come into play in that in the bullpen? How much talk is there about good things happen when you do that uh yeah i mean we just feed off each other all the time you know like you see one guy doing re something really good you're asking him hey what are you seeing what are you doing what's your pitch grip here like mm. you know what are your slots what are you know all that stuff and and it's been really good to just pick that you know because the guys here they're really smart and they really know what what they're doing and what makes them successful so you know you want to try and take a piece of that and and the guys we, we have a really good time out there You've mentioned, I, I think, the hardest part of the game for players. DFA, sent down, all those things. That, from the outside, we see those transactions, but there's always real people behind every time that happens. How difficult is that to go through, Just especially the uncertainty at times in your life when you're trying to make this happen and you don't necessarily know what's next or where you're going to be? And How do you deal with it? I was reading a book, uh, I think it's by Trevor Moad. Um, he was one of the mental performance coaches uh, for like Russell Wilson and, and a few other guys. And uh, it's t he talks about getting to neutral, you know, just like putting everything into neutral. Like when you're, you're shifting, you know, you go into drive, you go into neutral, you go into reverse. And he talks about that and, and just downshifting into neutral because neutral keeps you where you need to be at. And it also allows you to focus on what you need to do to get better and then you could put things in the drive so that's kind of been my take is just like when those things happen it's like just downshifting into neutral and seeing how I can get better and how I can get back and that's just been my main focus especially with this offseason you know I didn't have a great year and coming off injuries and you know being DFA twice and so I just been like all right we're downshifting into neutral and we're going to figure out how to get back to the big leagues. And, you know, and that, that's all my main focus has been. So, and it's, it's worked. How'd you find that book? Um, I saw it. Um, Ryan Leaf actually was talking. Mm -hmm. It was a TikTok. And I saw him and he talked about how he helped Trevor, helped him and Russell. And, you know, and so he, Trevor actually passed away to cancer. And so he, uh, he was just talking about how great this book is for athletes and stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm going to read it. And 
I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take that with me. And so it, it's really held my mindset, like, especially with the game, like, you know, you, with all the things going on and, and everything's going so fast and you're like, all right, just go down into neutral, take your deep breaths and then refocus, reset. And, and it's been great. How is coming out of the bullpen different than starting? Um, yeah, you don't really have much time to think. And, uh -huh. you know, at starting, you have, you know, you, you go through your whole day, you go through your whole game plan, and then uh, when you're in the bullpen, you're just kind of like, hey, you hear that phone ring, and then you get that, you know, that adrenaline boost. And so it's, it's more uh, it's more shocking, you know, but it's 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 great. I, I love it. Um, I prefer it, especially because you get to throw more, you know. <laughs> There's more opportunities out there instead of waiting for five days, especially if you have a bad one, you know, and you have to wait five days. But in the bullpen, you're, you're right back out there. So. so going into a series, how much do you just – Okay, they've got seven lefties in the line. I mean, how much are you doing that before a series? How much are you locking in on who you think you'll be facing, assuming you'll be facing? Yeah, I mean, with a team like this, you know, you have all these lefties. You kind of know that, like, where your slot is and, and where you're probably going to go in at. And the coaches, they, they tell you before the game, they're like, hey, you'll have, you know, this group of guys right here if we need you. And so you're just focusing on that. And then you watch the tape on the iPads and everything. And, see what hitters are doing and that's pretty much it we have so much fun watching this rotation how are you watching kirby and castillo are, are you a fan are you looking for certain things how are you watching the game when they're thrown we're watching it from the ipad and we're watching it live and you know it's such a special rotation you know and, and those guys are so dominant right now and you're just watching them and the main thing that they're doing and the, the what they preach is they're just throwing strikes hmm. and they're, they're allowing the hitters to get themselves out and you know and especially it helps when you're 96 97 and you have the best ride you know in your fastball and stuff like that but you know not everybody possesses that so you might have to pitch a little bit differently but you know um it, it, it you just take notes from them and, and just knowing that they're throwing strikes and knowing that the hitters are going to get themselves out and you know, it's good, you know, and that, that builds a confidence with you when you go in the game that you're like, all right, you know, I'm going to follow that up as well. I'm going to try and do what they're doing and keep this thing rolling. I believe you're talking about Mr. Miller there when you yeah. talk about how <laughs> ridiculous for somebody who doesn't understand pitching, put into words what he does with that. He just, he has that, that uh, special fastball that just like, you know, they say that the ball can't rise, but you know, I think the hitters will tell you differently, but he has that those RPMs on his fastball that just, you know, makes it seem faster than what it looks like. And, you know, he's a special talent, and it's, it's really fun to watch him do his thing. Have you had an opportunity to get, like, behind the catcher or anywhere near? I mean, no, take I a look at what that looks like? No, I haven't <laughs> seen it, but just from, like, watching the videos and watching the hitter just, like, in shock up there that they, you know, they're like, man, we're missing it big time. And, you know, he, he, he's awesome to watch. How much have you changed your arsenal through the years to this point? Uh, not much you know I, I think I've, I've come in especially since like 2018 mm -hmm. I didn't have a sinker at the time and my pitching coach Mark Riggins was like hey like we were just kind of um, talking in the in the dugout when I was a starter at the mm -hmm. time and and he was like have you ever thought about you know gripping your your fastball like this and it was a one seam crossing the seams and I was like never he's like let's just try it tomorrow and I'm like okay and you know we were throwing it and uh it, we noticed there was a lot of movement there and he was like I think we I think we roll with this but other than that uh that was the only pitch that I've added to the arsenal and and I gotten kind of gotten away from the four seam I still have it uh, I don't throw it as much anymore 
but um, I think that since I've been here, it's just been utilizing all of my pitches mm. and what they what they wanted to do instead of like when I was with the Blue Jays, I was only throwing a few pitches and you know here now it's like I have a good mix of all my pitches and that's pretty much all I've been doing. Was that a matter of telling them, hey, I've got some more, or did they know that when they talked to you? Oh, they, they knew that, and they, they just said that basically we want you to just change your usage numbers, you know, mm -hmm. like, you you know, one thing that they said is, like, you're throwing your four seam a lot, you know, and, and instead I think you should try and throw your slider more than your four seam, and so I was like, okay, and, you know, I took that in, and we've had a lot of success with it. You've got so many great sliders in that bullpen. What are those conversations about that pitch like? Oh, uh, it's. I mean, everybody has a different grip, but, you know, you just, you just sit there and you're like, all right, hey, like, I love to do it. Like, if, if a guy's like, has a really good pitch, I'm like, hey, how do you throw that? And then you go and try it, throw it out here. And, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, at the end of the day, you trust what you have and you trust the coaches and you see the players and you're just trying to feed off each other, like I've been saying the most. And I think we've been doing a really good job of that, you know, and, and, and we're rolling and it's good. What are you looking forward to in a summer in Seattle? Just being in Seattle, that's the one thing. I've, I've traveled a lot of places and I've always said that there's no better place to be than Seattle in the summers um, I just love the weather you know it's not too hot not too cold and you know you get the mountains you get everything so I just I'm just looking forward to being back home during Seattle during summers thank you so much for the time today we yeah. really appreciate it. it was great to get to know you absolutely thank you okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.